0: Welcome, friends. Welcome to another eerie edition of Quiet, Please. Today, our story, I've Been Looking for You. It's our story today of Quiet, Please, originally broadcast June 15th of 1947. And these, my friends, that you're listening to are the mystery, the spooky, the suspenseful editions from the Library of Sound. I am your humble host, here to guide you and keep you safe on these journeys. And now, please everybody, please, quiet please, it's time for I've Been Looking For You from June 15th of 1947 and now Quiet Please
1: The Mutual Broadcasting System presents the second of a series of unusual dramatic stories written and directed by Willis Cooper and featuring Ernest Chaffel In this week's story I have been looking for you We have as our guest the star of stage and radio Miss Claudia Morgan
0: Quiet, please. Quiet, please. The
1: story is entitled I Have Been Looking for You. I have been looking for you. Your name? I do not know your name. Perhaps you are Anaïdes, or Legion, or Bernice. You are Mary, or Alice, or plain Jane. You are Mercedes, Libushia. Colette, where are you, I heard your voice when I was a child. When I was new in school, when I was a tender lad unknowing. I heard your voice as I passed seven the schoolroom Seven times seven are 49.
2: Eight times seven are 56. Nine times seven are 63.
1: But I pushed the door ajar and looked. And there was only a schoolroom full of children and a teacher at the desk. The cadence of your childish voice hung in the sunny air in the schoolroom. But I couldn't find you. And wondering, dreaming, I closed the door. And went my way on to the confusion of another schoolroom. But your voice was with me, and I have not forgotten. Many times I heard your voice, love, as I knew often. There were other girls in my boyhood, sweet, clean-limbed girls I remember now through the years. Helen with the yellow curl. Gladys, the tomboy on her bicycle, Paula in the library. Kate, dark... And Dennis, and crippled Martha. And my playmates taunted me because I had no girl of my own. But I smiled a secret smile as I turned away and walked homeward along the elm shadowed, the flower sweet streets at night. For always you were somewhere. And I knew I should find you one day, somewhere. How many years have passed this long? How many summers? How many yesterdays? How many heartbeats? But I knew that I should find you. I saw you at a distance sometimes, a gay red bathing suit on a beach, a fluttering tartan scarf on the winter hillsides against the snow. But when I ran to greet you and call you mine, you were gone. You had vanished. <laughs> A day came when I was a young man and went away to make my fortune. My heart ached as the little station grew smaller in the rapid distance, for I knew I saw you there waving farewell. Was it to me? And I thought frantically of leaping from the train and returning. But a cloud of dust swirled up behind the train, and when it was gone, you had vanished. There was another glimpse of you, I thought, as the train roared through another little town, and a gay crowd on the station platform waved and called. And I knew then, I knew that wherever I should go, you would be off. And tears came to my eyes as I thought perhaps I should never see your face, but always follow you, and never. Moved. Yes, I was young for love. But I loved you then as I loved you that first day. Seven in
3: times seven.
1: And as I love you now, that I have. Oh.
2: I knew you followed me. I heard your footsteps down the summer dark street, with a flickering old street lights shadows in shadows into the lowest. The scent of the lilacs is what you back to me so many times. Why have I never seen you see? Or have I? Tell me.
1: I love you.
2: I've seen your shadow past my window. I've heard the distant echo of your voice. you were always me. My dreams have seen you, but you evade my seeking eyes. Do you remember a wide, white beach on the day?
1: And
2: the high, white clouds? And you were alone. And I was alone. I remember. I remember. I conjured you up out of the sound of the waves and the sand. And the rhythm of the surf was beating of my heart.
1: And the sound of the wind and the dunes was your far-off laughter that I heard. And I ran
2: along the beach searching for you. Your presence was strong in my heart. And I cried out. I was heart sick. Then I was afraid. I swam far out into the remorseless waves. I became weary and hopeless for you. The waves fought me and they bore me down. Then I dreamed of the strong arm. And I opened my eyes to the sun. And breathed again. And the salt on my lips I thought was not the salt of the sea, but the sting of a fading But you were gone. Then I knew my life was yours. And I was very happy for a little while. And very... Where
1: did you go, love? I dreamed of you in the sea. I dreamed that you were struggling. And I dreamed that I swam out and took you in my arms and brought you to the shore. And I kissed you. But there was darkness somewhere. Darkness that hid your face from me. And when I awoke, I too felt the salt of your lips on mine. Was I never to see you? Never to hold you in my arms in life? I sought to forget you. You must forgive me that. I thought that my mind was sick. That I dreamed in my waking hours. But which was The dream? And which reality? And how could I escape the vision of you? Always I was haunted, tortured by the thought that you were near me, around the corner waiting perhaps with a smile of welcome when I should find you. Do you remember? You
2: must. I remember. When did you walk down an avenue? No. The lights were golden from the windows. And the bells chanted softly in the twilight. The street was filled with cheerful people hurrying happily in the white darkness. And I was not. Until you from past me, a dim shape and a swirling snowflake. And I followed you until you disappeared in the storm. The cheerful, flat laughter of the people on the street mocked me again. Who is <laughs> There's no one. I am alone. We shall never find each other. When I wept in my sleep
1: that night, it was your hand that left away my friend. I dreamed of a woman eating, and I kissed her Riley as she
2: said. You went away.
1: We were new to the war that Christmas season, and even as the reluctant bells rang in a new year, I went away. I remember the gloomy cold station. I remember the unhappy, shepherding two dozen motley civilians away from the lights of the city the to the grassy cars of the detective. There were a few to see us off that New Year's Eve. A policeman watched us silently as we across the platform. And an old man. Who offered us his father and mumbled of his days at the wars of Siboney and San Juan, the girl he left behind him. And a group of belated commuters turning away from us to study the blackboard the train arrived. And as they closed the doors of the coaches, a fat woman pounding on the window, mouthing frantic goodbyes to a little man who turned away from us. But when our train began to move from the station, a glimpse of a woman standing alone under a dusty electric light on the platform And then I knew, as I remembered once before, that I could never wholly go away from you. That we belong to each other, though so I might never be you. I was close to death many times in the world. The castling passed when John Sutherland and I were alone one night with Rommel's armor on the side of the hidden The watch. And at last we knew they were coming, one of them stay while the other went past him and I was afraid to stay. So I argued with John in the petty pride of my terror, saying I would stay while he should come back to what might mean safety. But he was tired, he said, and I was not. And he would stay. And so I went. and twenty steps away from him I heard the 88. Smashed
2: him. I spoke to him and told him to stay.
1: And I was wounded afterwards. That night I lay in the hospital tent and something happened. I knew I should die. I had no voice to call. And in the last blackness before my senses went, a nurse came hurrying to my house. It was you I told me. But when morning came, I saw the same familiar as I'd known for days.
2: She was the streets and I awakened her.
1: Did you watch over me all those years? Was it your voice I sometimes heard in a still night? Have you loved me so as I have loved you? What must be? I have been looking for you for so long. But such a time went by. Such a long, weary time since I came home. Where were you? There was one moment. I was standing on the deck when our transport came up today. I was looking for There were hundreds of boats around us, boats with great painted signs welcoming some of us home. And there was none for me. But I hoped that perhaps among all those who had come to meet their men in the harbor there might be. We were past the Statue of Liberty, nosing over to the North River, where we were to darkness. And the dark. ferryboat from Jersey cut across our bows. I merely glanced at it, and I saw you. That was a happy homecoming. But when I came back to New York, when I took off my uniform and went to work again, you were gone. I searched for you. I looked for you everywhere. Where were you? What had happened? To me?
2: I saw you, love. They said in the hospital that I would never get well. I heard the doctors talking. And at night, sometimes I talked to you. But I knew you didn't hear me. The cord was broken. I couldn't reach you. I saw you
1: many times. I had buried myself in my work, they said. Whatever the work was, I forgot. I'd forgotten everything, except
3: that I loved you.
1: And I tried to forget that, for I was afraid that you were gone from me forever, and I should never see you, never hear your voice again never know your nearness as I have grown to know. I tried to lose the thought of you among seven millions of people among the high buildings and in the sounds of the city around me and I almost succeeded. But then I thought, Do you remember where I saw you? In the very center of the town surrounded by men and women of a hundred races. In the midst of a babble of sound, in the midst of a hysterical, never ending motion, in colors and darkness and flashing, searing light. It was a summer evening, hot and good. the threat of lightning and sullen thunder in the clouds that towered over the Jersey The voice of the storm quickened rumbling over the squalling sound of the city and the lightning crackled in the west. I was on my way home after a hot day in the tiny office of Elkheim Square. One of the beaten, hungry millions at the end of a colorless, unhappy day. And the subway, and the crowds and the guards pushing the milling crowds into the airless stuffy cars. The train stopping far underground where only blind animals should live. Bodies pressed against feverish bodies. Tired eyes looking inwardly toward the comfort of home and cool drinks. And blessed rest. And outside the windows, walls too close sweating and dank with moisture. The sudden flash of stations as we roar through them more and more steam. Bodies swaying against bodies. Suffocation and the sudden fear that comes like a clutching nightmare deep underground. We're going too fast. Dreams <laughs> of blue sparks outside the open windows. The acrid smell of burning rubber. Swift panic clutching hands. Feudal fists beating screaming faces. The scream of tortured breaks light flickering and dying and in the last seconds before the crash you I saw you I had turned I remember to escape a man's fingers clawing at my eyes I saw you inches away from yet a common other way Blonde hair rippling in the fetid gleam, Red lips apart, not in fear but in rapt excitement, almost smiling. I shouted your name. Did I know your name? And then darkness. You knew, didn't you? You saved my life, but you, you said you turned your head just as the crash came. Yes, I turned my head to look at you. The steel rod just grazed your forehead. If you hadn't turned your head... I looked at you. Providential, young man. It was you.
2: I knew you were there. Among all these clothes of white and green men and women. I knew you were there. And I saw you. In the last flickering of the light. From you. And then you were gone. Forever, I thought. I thought you died in the subway wreck. For long months, you were dead, me. My mind refused to think of you. I couldn't picture your face again. But now I know I was near
1: you, you many times.
2: I entered a restaurant as you left. It.
1: I left the elevator at the 14th floor one day.
2: I got on at the 15th.
1: I turned to look in the shop window as you passed by.
2: I picked up a book at Bantana's that you just laid down, and I knew
1: I. Knew. And the bus driver gave me change that had come from your purse, and I knew.
2: You sat behind me the last eight months at Carnegie month Hall in my dreams that night.
1: The telephone through the Grand Central. Your perfume still was there. All those long months. Yes. There were long times when I never saw you. Times I'm afraid when I but forgot you. And then I'd see a picture in you. A happy group celebrating something in front my mind. And there you were. There was your face, dim and smudged with ink, half turned away from me in the back. And I was off. Off to walks in the park, hoping to hear footsteps that had grown familiar through the long years. Off to a pub crawl along the 3rd Avenue, drinking at King Costello's, PJ Fox, listening to the cadence of a voice that might somehow be there. And off on the top of a fifth avenue of off on a Staten Island Ferry, or an expedition through the theater crowd with took Ah, my love, I have you. I said I never knew your name. I'd lay awake tonight time and go over all the girls' names I ever heard of. Alice, Claudia, Claudia, Doris, Elizabeth, Francis, down through, the morning, and the morning. I'd make resolutions. I went out with other girls I tried to keep my mind, but I found myself becoming bored with other girls. I looked for you and them, and I became short of speech and quarrelsome, and those ever went I kept to myself more and more, more and more times in Central Park, till the very ice cream vendors greeted me as an old acquaintance. And more and more times along Fifth Avenue late at night, up past the cathedral, down past the Empire Street, hoping, listening, peering anxiously at every woman I. I went away on long trips by myself to escape the thought of you and heard your distant laughter. I thought I saw you framed in the window of a train that passed mine going in the other direction. I didn't see you. Night, I came home as late as I could. I closed the door and shut the city out. I was afraid to see you. I was afraid of the me. The dream that came so often. An empty room. Dark, high walls. A little flight of stairs leading to an open door. And beyond the door, a dazzling light. And thought: And the light draws me to the flight of steps. My voice echoes in the silence of the gloomy room.
3: Where are you, love? Where are you? I'm here.
1: You are there, beyond the door, in the room where the light shines. Your shadow falls across the flight of steps. You are only twenty paces away. I move toward the door. Room, is that another step? I can go no farther. I struggle, but there is something that holds me back, and a voice that whispers in my ears. Not yet. Not yet. I fight against the force that holds me, but I cannot move. What is beyond the door where the light is? Do you wait for me? Why cannot I reach you now? I cannot move. Oh.
3: Help me! Come to me.
1: With the sound of a great dawn in my ears I awake Friendly In the air I lie awake As a great dawn falls to the wind
2: The dream came are me Great bright room. The light that dazzles my eyes And I cannot move. The door that leads to darkness. And footsteps beyond the door, and I'm frightened, until I hear your voice.
1: Where, Where are you, love? And
2: I answer. And then I know your voice. Coming to me from the darkness into the light that But the footsteps end. And the light burns my eyelids. A great song.
1: And... My hand was on the very lintel of the door. And the radiance of the light within struck my eyes and blinded me. And again I awoke, sensing. Did this mean that I was soon to find? Am I to see, to hold you in my arms? What will I do? <laughs> I slept a little, and the dream did not return. It was raining when I awoke, a quiet time was and the light in the street was the color of the light in the room beyond the door. Is that a sign? Is this the day? It's raining.
2: I dreamed of a voice that I knew. I asked him to come to me. He's just, I just a dance. The dream and message that I knew a of it. But this is the dance. I dress peacefully. And I see that it's already eight o'clock.
3: Perhaps I shall
2: meet him. I shall wear my new scarlet raincoat.
3: I'll
2: know him when I see him you know me. After. Outdoors. Rain. Good luck a taxi, Cab. So I need him
3: today.
1: Who says the rain is busy? This is the day. I know this is the day. I shall walk to the office. Who knows I may meet her on the way? I smile at strangers as I stroll through the pelting rain down Madison Avenue. Here is a young couple, lovers. I too am a lover. And today I shall meet my beloved. And then the fulfillment of all my dreams from the time my childhood so very long ago. I step down from the curb. 68. Street. Practically stopped before the upraised hand of the policeman in the middle of the street. I smile at them. And I do not see the taxi cab leaning around the corner against the light, the driver frantically tugging at his wheel. Very slowly, it seems to me, and the cab coming straight at me. And as I looked up, the cruel wheel's half a foot from me. You. beyond. Nothing holds me back now. I go forward to the door and the light welcomes me. I know you are there, love. In a moment, we shall meet you. We shall sit. We shall begin. Our life. Shall we not?
2: here,
3: with
1: you. Yes, indeed. Right through here. Mind the little stairs Through the door. Yes, it is bright in here, but have to be able to see very well in here. This is the one. The man that was killed with the taxi cab. No. There's no identification at all. This one? This was the woman, the passenger in the cab. She died of a heart attack at the very instant. The... No. No identification for her either. Yes, it is strange. Both of them smiling as if they were the happiest people in the world. Together. Together. You have listened to I Have Been Looking For You, the second in the series, Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper. Ernest Chappell was the man who talked to you, and our guest, Claudia Morgan, was the woman. Thank you, Claudia, for being listened. Others in the cast were Peggy Stanley, Keith Wayne Gordon, and Martin Wolfson. The music was composed and played by Dean Prosper. And now for a word about next week's quietly story, here is our writer-director, Willis Cooper, So, For next week, I've written you a fantastic story that I hope may give you the sink as well as entertaining. The title is, We Were Here First. So, until next week at the time, I'm quietly yours, for Newcastle. This program came from New York. Stay tuned now for a fascinating story of strange events and a common sense explanation on the House of Mystery which follows in just a moment. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
0: Friends, quiet please. Today's story, I've Been Looking for You, originally broadcast on June 15th of 1947. These quiet please stories are very unusual and quite original. I don't think there was any other radio show quite like it. Quiet please, one of a kind, and we're proud to bring them to you here on the Library of Sound. Until next time, then, when we're back for more from the Library of Sound or more on Sounds Like Radio, I am your humble host for these wonderful excursions into radio. Till then, next time, that is, I'm me saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody, and thanks for listening.